All right, so welcome another episode of In Focus, uh, Ballinger War on Water. We're going a little deeper still into yeah. the uh, whole issue in Ballinger. Uh, deeper dive into Ballinger Water. So this on this episode, we'll talk about the testing um, of the water. Um, and Ricky can kind of touch base on who we used and why we used them. Um, yeah. So I think last time we talked about using the tap score uh, company based in Southern California. We're going to use them again. Uh, only this time the process is well. The process of collecting the water was the same. Only this time we used it from a faucet um, inside someone's home in Ballinger, and. Uh, the, the the vials that we filled up, the, the contents that we collected were exactly the same as before. Only this time, the researchers were looking for contaminants that were actually in the water that would be bad to drink. Not necessarily something that just being in and submerging yourself in, like with the lake we talked about uh, before. So, uh, as same process, we collected the water, sent it in. Um, this time, what we did before we sent it in was actually tested the chlorine levels, too. At the very beginning, and the chlorine levels were verging on four parts, three to four parts per million. And having talked with our uh, our contact from TapScore after the fact, even he said that was that that's pretty bad. So, uh, as yeah, it's it's a sign that the water is being overtreated. So th- the process of treating water happens at every water treatment facility in the country. While raw water comes in, they try to add different levels of chlorine, different chemicals to clear out the disinfect and to clear out and disinfect the water so that it's, so it can be drank. Uh, so you can drink it. And, uh, they did the same process here. The problem is, is that when you over treat water, when you're adding too many of these chemicals like chlorine, um, it mixes with the organic matter that's already in the water and creates these volatile non-organic compounds um, and one of the ones that the Ballinger water has had too much of for quite some time are trihalomethanes. Um, and if, when you exceed a certain limit set by the Environmental, Environmental Protection Agency, then they send out these letters, which we talked about in the last episode, about, hey, the water is not necessarily safe to drink. Um, and we... It talks about the issues that go along with that, issues with your central nervous system, cancer, labor failure, that sort of thing. So when we sent the results, a couple weeks later, we got back the results from from TAP score, and it showed two, arguably two, uh, glaring health issues, which was a high level of arsenic in the water, which is bad. It's a carcinogen, as well as um, a part of the family of the THM uh, family, which goes to show that the water is being overtreated and, and, as I mentioned, comes with those potential health effects as well. And there were other non-health issues with the water. It was really hard. Um, the uh, had some lead in it. So hard water is nothing new to this area. Um, and like we've talked about, you know, Ballinger isn't the only area that has issues. Um, you know, yeah. we talked about Brady, we've talked about Bront. Uh, s- several people have sent us messages. The list goes on and on. Yeah, of just, you know, places here in West Texas, even here in San Angelo and and, and yeah. also Abilene. Yeah, and um, not just hard water, just like the discoloration and all of that, too. 
where I mean, we just looking on Facebook at searching Ballinger Water, we see posts from where people, you know, hey, you know, I just bought this shirt and I washed it and it came out yellow. Mm-hmm. Or one of the ladies that we interviewed, she talks about um, how they would think they would go into their bathroom and think people didn't flush a toilet because the water was so brown and yellow. And they would flush it, and it would come back and look exactly the same. I think um, what our contact, Johnny, what he hit really well was a city's decision of handling the water. It's it's a level of affordability versus the human interest, the human uh, knowing that the water isn't good, and in many cases, and in many years, or consistently over certain amounts of, or so many quarters, has been really bad. Um. It's co- it costs a lot of money to make sure that the water is up to the highest standards set by the federal government. And the way that um, Johnny explained it, it wasn't. it's not just a small-town thing. This is a battle that cities across the country have to, to weigh in on, is how much money are we going to put towards making sure the drinking water is safe and healthy for our residents versus... Do we have the money to actually do that and make that a priority? And in some larger cities, they can. And certainly in other communities that don't have to worry about drought as badly as we do here. Because, you know, one thing that's important to remember is that these samples are a sample in the moment of time. So if you have, uh, you know, an influx of rain and therefore more water being put into uh, the total amount of water available, it'll dilute some things, it'll exacerbate things that are already there. So you, it's, it's a give and take relationship. But I think it's important to note that, and you hit on this just a second ago, uh, Cody, was that it's not just a Ballinger issue. This idea of water sustainability and the health and the, the chemistry of the water is one that really transcends all walks of life, doesn't matter just if you're here in West Texas or not. You know, and and one thing with what we did, which I would like to see more of, is testing things directly from the tap. Randy mentioned that he was not required, uh, that the state didn't require the plant to test outside the plant. Everything was before it left the plant. And, you know, that plant had to be 20 miles from the city of Ballinger? Something like that. I mean, give or take. That Johnny from Tapscore also said that's not just a city or a Texas issue or state issue. That's it's nationwide like that. Mm-hmm. And he said that you know something needs to be changed because I mean it just makes sense. Test the water at the tap. That's where people are getting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, just mentioned a while ago, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm not sure exactly what can be done about that, but uh, that's one thing that I would like to. I guess express uh, if anyone out there listening or watching of you know we need to have a a rule uh, or a law put in place to test at the at the tap versus there at the plant. One thing that Johnny touched on was the communities getting a community together of people wanting to make a difference, wanting results and things like that. That's arguably what happened now. I mean, we you know we knew. When people started coming out and having a conversation with us about their water, this was a conversation they've had well before any intervention from us or any data collecting that we did. That we did, 
to analyze the chemistry of the water. And so, unfortunately, that was met with a lot of setback from the way that they described it to us, whether they went into city council and told their city leaders, hey, this is not okay, we're not okay with this, we need a solution. And they almost, from the way that they described it to us, was almost like they got kind of pushed aside or there were louder voices in the room that overpowered the people who were saying that there was an issue. So um, I'm, I'm really glad, I'm, I am happy that he said that because that's exactly what's happening right now with with these people coming forward and sharing their stories. And many of them brave in doing so because they were scared to come out and say anything to begin with. And one of the ladies that we spoke with who wanted to remain anonymous said she didn't do it as fear of retaliation. She just didn't want to rock the boat or make anybody feel uncomfortable because she still had loved ones who lived in Ballinger. And with a, you know the 2010 census had nearly 3,800 people living in the community of Ballinger. Many of them have called Ballinger home for literally their entire life. So I, I mean, it is. It's a. It's a very. It's it's a it's a hard line to walk because you don't want people there to be upset that you're calling out their hometown. But at the same time, when the cry is coming from the people within, I think that that's important and that is a kind of, that's something that somebody needs to listen to. And it doesn't seem like that's the case until now. Yeah, and I think just looking on social media after we posted the original trailer of this, seeing um, the concern. Um, and maybe some of the uh, outlash against us for this, but I, I would say most of it was concern. Um, people never had the chance to really talk about this, um, and we gave them an opportunity. At least not like this. Not like this. Mm-hmm. We gave them an opportunity on social media to reach out, tell us uh, stories they have with the water, and many of them did. We got hundreds of messages and comments and everything else about, you know, saying, you know, this is my experience with Ballinger water, and none of it was really great. Um, it's the same story over and over and over. That's important because even the people who said, oh, I, I, you know, I've had this, I drank the water my entire life. That may be true. They also weren't arguing that the water was good. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you can say that you drank the water all the time and you're fine. That does not justify the means that the water in and of itself is bad and has historically been bad. That's That's on public record that there have been years – or consecutive quarters where the water was still bad. And that isn't to throw the city under the bus. It just means what what isn't working. Where where is the ball being dropped and whose responsibility is that? And as we've talked about, you know, the city trying to overcorrect takes time to find out exactly if the water will respond to less treatment, more treatment, a different type of treatment. And you know, it's that to me, I think, was the big takeaway is that nobody is saying that the city isn't doing anything, but it's it's clearly not working. And, uh, you know, we talked at one point, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's clearly the case here. And, you know, um, we also got to remember that everybody is, is different. People react to certain things differently. You know, if uh, we have a weak immune system, just like Randy states, um, you know, you may want to, you know, check with your doctor. Um, and, and I think that people need to realize that too, is that, 
you know, I could be healthy as an ox and not have any issues, but if I have something in me that's causing my immune system to be weak and I'm drinking this over, I don't know, 20, 30 years, you know, it just, but then yeah. again, you know, we can't really point the smoking gun. Um, the other thing, which this is kind of off topic, do you guys want to stay on this topic or... Well, I was just going to mention one thing we didn't mention in the past is after talking to people, we've heard instances where doctors have told them not to even bathe in the water for longer than like five minutes. Um, so we, we've never even mentioned that yet. So um, when you're talking about people that have been drinking the water their whole lives, they've also been bathing in it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the doctors told a lady with bladder cancer, don't spend more than five minutes in the bath, um, which to me is like red flag number one like you're supposed to be able to bathe in this water and clean yourself and it could be hurting you even more so um so one thing that i wanted to mention was the uh went to a birthday party this weekend (laughs) and it was with ballinger people uh and it was the talk of the party of everyone wanting to know hey did the results come back what did you guys find um and i kept telling them yeah hey we're getting ready to release so you guys just you know going to have to wait but you know here are some things you know the city wasn't far off by saying you know there are thms um found in the water but it was just interesting that a lot of people were were um still fired up about the story sometime after the trailer aired the reception good bad or otherwise it received the Texas Commission for Environmental Control, or TCEQ, or Environmental Quality, excuse me. Um, we reached out to them because there had been word that they were coming to test the water directly from the taps, which um, historically they don't, they do not do, and we were able to confirm that with the um, with their director of communications for the TCEQ. Um, so just looking at this email from TCEQ, because um, we reached out about doing um, an interview poss- possibly or um, you know, asking them questions about why they're testing the water. Um, it says, in response to a complaint received alleging dirty water, the TCEQ is initiating an investigation of the city of Ballinger's drinking water quality. As part of this investigation, the TCEQ may conduct sampling of the water in the distribution system as needed. So they're finally going out to the homes and testing mm-hmm. the water. Which some would say is long overdue, and as we mentioned, seems like that should be the practice to begin with, but as we've heard and as Randy has been on the record saying, they are responsible for testing the water at the site. And if that's how if that's how it works, if that's the way that treating water and water treatment facilities work, is they, you know, they just say, hey, it's good to go the minute it leaves here. Because you have to remember, there's also a responsibility on the homeowner too. So, for example... You what, what, when I was doing my research for this, the city is responsible for a certain amount of network of piping that goes out from the water treatment facility to the homes. But you, as a homeowner, are still responsible for the maintain and the well the updates of the piping within your home. Right. But the way that it's been described to me is it's not so much that's the issue; it's the water almost being stagnant in the pipes as it's leaving. So somewhere. Right. In the water's journey from that water treatment facility to Jane Doe's home, the water is becoming contaminated to a degree that the city continues to fail their, um, you know, the, the, the quality of their water. So again, 
Yeah, so I think one of the things that kind of makes me angriest about all this is how much their water bills are when they're receiving this water that's supposedly not safe for dirty water. Um, and we actually have a sound from that. So. But that's what it had to go down to, that I had to buy my own system. On top of that, pay the water bill, that's outrageous. So if, if you don't mind me asking, on average, you know, what, what is the water bill at? Right, like right now, it's 205. Yes. Yes, 205. Yeah, so I mean, $200 for a water bill for water you can't drink is insane. On top of the water that they have to go out and buy, I mean, the many of these folks are spending upwards of three, four, five, six hundred dollars a month in water just to be able to cook and to eat and to bathe and to make ice cubes. And, you know, that, that all, to, to, to me, it's just so bizarre that a family of five has to have a budget for water. I agree. Utilities are one thing. On electric. Yeah, I mean, additionally, the fact that you'd have to have a budget for water, which would be, you know, the average family's groceries for the month. You you know what I mean? It's spent in water. Yeah, I mean, if you add that up, on average, it's $5,000 a year, just about, just on water. Just want to remind everyone that, you know, this is podcast... Uh, reflecting the the episodes, so the episodes yeah. will be on myfogzone.com. Um, not sure when people listen to this, but you know we're releasing the podcast a few days earlier. Um, we'll also have some external links to uh, a part of that of those uh, of those stories of those episodes, so that if you're interested on where or what the water's like in your neighborhood, we'll have external links through. Um, a group that we were that we've been working closely with and uh, you guys can literally put in your zip code and uh, find out exactly how bad or how good the water is where you live yeah all right well that's it for this one uh, we will see you guys on episode three in focus where we go deeper into war on water and balancing